Chapter 7, Part 1 of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Richardson. Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion, edited by Gerald Bernie Smith. Chapter 7, Part 1, The Study of the Old Testament and the Religion of Israel. 7. The Protestant Reformation. 1. General Considerations. The Protestant Reformation was a general upheaval in the life of the peoples of Western Europe by which that life was partially reconstructed on a different basis, and the way prepared for a transition from the medieval to the modern order of society. Like all great revolutions, it was a cataclysmic outcome of the joint working of many forces through long periods preceding it. A thorough study of the Reformation should therefore begin with an examination of those influences. Though they were complicated and interwoven, for purposes of examination they may be distinguished as personal, social, economic, political, intellectual, moral, and religious. 1. Personal Influences Preeminent among many great names are those of John Wycliffe, the English reformer of the 14th century and his follower, John Huss of Bohemia and Jerome of Prague, fellow workers and martyrs. The work of these men had a profound effect on the social and political life of England and Central Europe. 2. Social Influences and Economic Changes These should be studied close together the effects of the Crusades on trade and commerce, the growth of cities and city government, the formation of trading guilds and secret societies, the breakdown of feudalism, the decrease of serfdom, the ambitions of the peasantry, the appearance of the free wage earner, the spirit of enterprise, invention, and the increase and centralization of wealth, the minglings of the people through travel, the dissemination of knowledge among the common people by means of the printing press, the growing democratic feeling, the black death, and millenarianism. The subject cannot at present be studied thoroughly under any one author, though many writers of repute have referred to these conditions at some length, but mainly with reference to conditions in Germany. 3. Political Developments Here one should study the new groupings and differentiation of the peoples after the empire of Charlemagne. The new centers of power with the decline of feudalism the community of race, language, sentiment, and geographical boundaries favoring the establishment of new nations with kings at their head, the opposition to the claims of the German imperial authorities 
and the Catholic Church. The movements toward the national control of the territorial churches. The national ambitions of the English, French, and Spanish achieved success, while the national spirit of parts of Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, and Scandinavia pressed for recognition in vain for the time. The disintegration of the empire and of the church allied with it was threatened. 4. Intellectual advance and interest. The conditions referred to above were necessarily accompanied by the outburst of new ideas and of a spirit of revolt against traditional science, philosophy, and religious beliefs in general. We are to observe the intellectual ferment that followed the Crusades as the life of the East and West contended and mingled. Arabian and Aristotelian philosophy, Greek literature in general, Roman law, the recovery of a knowledge of the scriptures and their translation into the vernacular of the peoples, created a new mental atmosphere. Modern science was born with Roger Bacon. Universities were founded and swarmed with students, not all of them by any means for the priesthood. Leadership was being transferred from the priests to the laity. Asceticism was being discounted. Skepticism was extending to the church's dogmas. Knowledge of truth was coming to be esteemed above the possession of sacraments. 5. Moral and Religious Growth The New Age manifested its character preeminently in a protest against the conventional moral standards and practices and religious beliefs. All other currents of opposition to the ancient or medieval institutions found their focus in the moral religious revolt that was constantly growing in force. The church's own training of the conscience of the individual aroused many to a sense of abhorrence of its practice of compounding moral felonies and of its paganism. The shock of Mohammedanism is to be taken account of here. More important is the persistence of the earlier dissent that the Inquisition had failed to uproot. Men were finding it possible to live the higher life without the priest or the church. Faith and pure goodness were displacing trust in ecclesiastical works. End of chapter 7, part 1